When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The SAC, taking you inside the Festival State's tennis community thanks to the firstserve.com.au, your home of tennis. Welcome to edition 3 of the SAC. I'm Bevan Jones, but each month I take you inside the South Australian tennis community. In our third edition, I catch up with young SA prospect 17-year-old Eddie Winter. The Swartz twins, Madison and Chloe, both 18, who are about to embark on the US college experience. And a Tennis SA award winner in officiating this year, Robin Tucker. Eddie Winter, at just 17, is a rising prospect from Adelaide. He is currently Australia's second-ranked junior inside the top 100, has also had a taste of the pros, where he's got himself ranking inside the top 1,000. We start off reflecting on his 2022 so far. You know, I've had some great experiences, uh, starting off with the Aussie summer, which was uh, really incredible. And I mean, playing, playing at home is, uh, is the best sort of experience that you can have in front of a home crowd. Uh, so that's that was a great way to start the year, and then I've been across uh, over to the United States, uh, Mexico. Uh, played a bit through Germany and France as well, um, sort of adapting my game to the clay, and then and finishing at Wimbledon recently was uh, was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, you know, it is it is as great as anyone has ever said it is. The courts are immaculate, sort of the grounds, the people are so nice, uh, and the atmosphere is is like none other. So to be there and to play and and to actually you know be able to qualify and, and I was lucky enough to, to win a round in Manger uh, was was pretty special and, and something I'll, I'll cherish for a long time and did you get to watch any of the games like Kyrgios or Kokonakis or any of the other guys at all got to watch a few didn't unfortunately get to, didn't watch uh, Tanasi but I think got to pop in one of Nick's matches uh, which was pretty cool and the atmosphere around there is uh, was incredible and the way he goes about it and nah, he's a great player so it was awesome to watch and obviously uh, one day the dream is to, to be playing on Santa Court yourself in the, in the main draw of Wimbledon yeah exactly for sure um, that's that's something that uh, I think a lot of people dream about and that's something for sure I dream about Centre Court has to be you know probably the best grass court around there around the world and and probably one of the best courts ever so um, there's a lot of and I mean especially a lot of Australian history on Centre Court and, and so many great great victories so to be able to play there that would be that would be pretty incredible tell us about your tennis journey obviously you're only 17 so you're still so young but but tell us about sort of where it all began where you got that passion for tennis and and was there like an influence in the family as well my passion for tennis really comes from my competitiveness i mean tennis is a competitive sport and and i think i really like i mean no one no one likes to lose and everyone loves to win but i really think i, I love to compete and and enjoy the challenge that tennis brings so as an influence from my family i mean both my parents played socially um they don't they don't play too much anymore even though dad thinks he can still beat me but yeah i think when i was younger I sort of probably watched watched some other kids playing tennis through a fence maybe and, and thought oh that looks like a good sport and so I decided to pick up a racket in, in the backyard 
you know, with my brother, you know, at mini tennis or with my dad and, and we sort of just just loved it from there and, and I've enjoyed playing tennis ever since then. Who was your first coach? And yeah, tell us about the influence of, of also Sam Wall and, and Todd Langman. I first started coaching actually at Next Gen just sort of in some summer clinics and, and sort of just, you know, hitting a few balls and, and learning the basic technique. You know, I know I know Todd Langman. We met each other actually through a tennis SA like 10 under squad back years ago now. You know, I love the way he, he went about it and, and we've gotten along really well since then. We've had some great experiences. We went to Rin Los Cabos together with Tanasi Kokonakis who were was playing there and we've had I mean he's been on court with me when I was hitting with Djokovic and, and Dominic teams he's he's been a really great influence for me and I really love love spending time with him and learning from him and yeah Sam Wall I actually met through my original coach Brett McLennan when he moved to Victoria um, recommended Sam and yeah so Sam started coaching me. Have you got an official coach now or are you looking for one or what's the story? There? Not at the moment no I don't have an official coach at the moment. And uh, you mentioned before your brother Hugh had his bit of a star on the rise. No he's been he's been going really well he represented Australia earlier this year uh, in June Davis Cup which was a, a great experience for him. He claims he won his first ITF junior title early this year as well which was younger than what I did so he likes to claim that and, and remind me of that but no he, he enjoys it and, and we were lucky enough last year during COVID when we were both playing some tournaments in Australia we played doubles together so that was that was really good fun and, and a good time and, and yeah I mean sure a little bit stressful at times playing playing doubles with your brother but we got through and, and we enjoyed it yeah. Was there a, you know any awkwardness at the kitchen table that night when you three, three played together or? Oh uh, yeah there was, a, there was a couple of stern conversations between us I reckon. Now it got, got a little bit, little, bit, little bit serious on court and but in, in the end, we had some fun and, and we, we learned to enjoy it and embrace each other a little bit as well. In terms of, you spoke before about Kokonakis and Kyrgios and some of the other guys as well. Is there a player that you like to look up to and perhaps model your game on? To be honest, all the Aussie guys, I mean, I think are great competitors and, and they're all really nice people. I think, you know, I've just about met all of them or, or spent some time with all of them. Um, earlier this year, I was the Orange Boy for the Davis Cup team, which was really cool. We sort of got around the guys. I mean, I've met Luke Savile and, and Tanasi Kokonakis and trained with them multiple times before, so it was sort of great to see them again and sort of learn from them but also Alex Demonar, Lexi Popperin and, and John Pierce during that Davis Cup week you know learning from them and, and sort of seeing how hard they train is, is pretty incredible also I love watching highlights of Leighton Hewitt and um, I was lucky enough to watch him towards sort of the end of his career and the way I mean the way all these Aussie tennis players go about it is really impressive and I think yeah being able to train with some of them and learn from them is, is something I'll really use and and helps me get better. In terms of playing this year at the Adelaide International and in front of a home crowd, what a buzz that must have been as well. One of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, I had so many of my mates there, so many, so many of my family and friends um, there to support me, which was which is really nice. And experiencing a home crowd is something we don't get to do often, um, especially in Australia. Only having uh, the summer of tennis really that we can get people to be able to watch us there. That was an awesome experience, and I loved I loved absolutely every second of it. Having the crowd there, sort of cheering for you, supporting you, um, egging you on. I mean, it gives you it gives you a lot of energy, and I found that it really motivated me. Even though I lost lost my singles first round at Tyra Daniel, I, I learned a lot from that match, and and loved every loved every second of being out there. I've I've hit at Memorial Drive and watched many people play at Memorial Drive um, so many times, and so to be able to play there in front of a home crowd was um, was really cool. And I mean, we were lucky enough, Alex Vukic and I made the quarters with the doubles so that kept us there for a few extra days but um, being able to learn from him again um, another Aussie pro that's that's doing well and um, yeah so being, being able to learn from all these guys is, is really important to me and something something I really appreciate What do you feel so your, your strengths are at the moment and also maybe what you need to improve on in terms of your game Ed? I mean my game style would be probably described as, as an aggressive baseliner um, as far as my strengths first thing that comes to mind is my backhand probably my favourite shot and I love my backhand line as well I've also more recently I've le- worked on my serve quite a bit I felt like at, at Wimbledon especially 
I started to get a lot more free points off my serve and really started to put my opponent under a lot more pressure off my serve. So that's something that's really improving. As well as something to continue improving on, I think it's, for me, it's probably more about playing well in the right moments and the crucial moments. I mean, all these matches, everyone everyone on the world stage is, is such a great player and um, all the matches are close and they, they come down to points, crucial points. And so I think for me, something that I really want to work on while I'm home is sort of figuring out, you know, how to how to convert on those crucial points and, and the game style I want to play on those crucial points and, and to be able to win those because I think that plays a big part in, in determining the overall uh, winner of the match. I want to ask you as well about the situation with school at the moment and you know how that's going and in, in terms of how you're balancing that with, with your studies and tennis. I'm doing year 12 at the moment uh, through Emmanuel College which is just well 15 minutes down the road from where I live. Yeah, so far this year I haven't, haven't been at school much at all but they've been really great. I was fortunate enough in year 11 to complete two of my year 12 subjects which is, which is really good so I've only got three subjects this year. But yeah, no, I've been able to, to sort of, they've got an online sort of system where I can you know do my exams and, and complete assignments and stuff like that so uh, that's been, they've been really helpful and, and really good and I, I, I do enjoy my my school work because i sort of find it's a good good outlet for me away from tennis get working on other skills outside of tennis and outside of tennis are you looking to to study university or are you just going to focus on tennis full-time at the moment what's the plans going forward yeah um i've always sort of known that i'd do some do some more study uh or further education no matter what it is whether that was going to be in the american college system or whether that's studying sort of online through through a university in australia i'm not too sure yet but i definitely know that for sure i'll i'll do some further education outside of school you know sort of my interest in that area would be something along um, studying studying in law. I'm not not too sure how I'll do that yet, but um, that's that's what I would be interested in. In terms of the tour this year, obviously you've been playing against adults. Uh, have you found that experience? And do you feel as though it's taken your game to another level by going from playing? not only just juniors now but against you know full full blown adults yeah i think i think the difference with playing men compared to juniors is they sort of they're able to expose different parts of your game that the juniors can't you know whether it's you know moving out wide or the physicality behind the ball or anything really i mean the the men can sort of just they're able to just yeah expose you and it's it's good because it can highlight what aspects of your game you need to work on you know so for me earlier in the year i already you know figured out that i needed to work on my serve a lot more be able to get more free points just because playing against the men i it was really exposed and i think i embraced that a lot was able to work on that so by playing by playing against the men they they basically just highlight your weaknesses and you get to you get to also work on your strengths as well but because you need to you need to be able to bring the power and, and really hurt them but they they do help to sort of showcase your your flaws potentially and really help you to understand your game yes yeah, so that's been really great throughout the tour i think i've i've got um got plenty of matches against juniors and plenty of matches against men and so it's a good mix in terms of you know going into the juniors you can work on your strengths more and, and maybe your weaknesses don't get as exposed whereas against the men you maybe work on your defense side of your game compared to your strengths and attacking and so yeah it's good it's good to get a balance of both i believe and also in terms of advice for the younger ones like uh, say under 10s to under 14s coming through ed how to progress from junior tournaments to itf and and beyond and you know your your advice for those ones coming through yeah well i mean i think i think patience is a big key to that as well you know it all it all sort of takes time to develop your game it takes time to figure your own game out and and really develop yourself and and your physicality like um it really does take time to sort of progress through those ranks you know and i think i think it's important not to get caught up in the results especially at a young age the main focus should really be about um just developing your game and 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 getting better and i mean the most important part to that is uh is having fun and actually just enjoying being out at the tennis court i mean if you don't enjoy being out there if you don't enjoy you know training or anything like that it's um it's not really gonna happen and it's gonna be really tough to sort of come through those ranks and 
another key thing is also the gym work behind it all and the injury prevention you know it's such a such a crucial thing to be able to stay healthy throughout the season and and really keep performing um you know if you can if you can stay healthy and, and injury free i mean that helps yeah that helps you really really compete as, as well as you can and, and keep playing and and gives you the most opportunities you can us open juniors i'll hopefully go over there and play that and and that'll be that'll be a cool experience for me but apart from that i'm now at the stage where i'm basically trying to transition my game into the men's so the focus in my training blocks is really really on getting stronger getting fitter and and uh, really working on the aspects of my game that i need to improve to be able to compete against these men you know as far as moving forward yeah definitely us open is my my next sort of goal and then after that it'll be uh, i know australia's got some some good futures around the place in in darwin and in cairns that'll be the plan from there and then obviously um the aussie summer's such a such a great um sort of couple of events there and so if i can yeah i'll play as much as i can there and and sort of get get myself, get my body ready to go to take on the Aussie summer. And outside of playing tennis, you mentioned before, you know, you're wanting to do law going forward, but what other interests do you have that, that keeps you busy outside of playing tennis? Well, I mean, I basically love all sport. love following the AFL, love cricket, really anything. I, I really do get into the American football, the NFL. I support the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I really, I really enjoy essentially watching any sport and watching any, any people compete. And I mean, I love, also love watching the first day footy team um, with Emmanuel play. I really do, yeah, just enjoy watching any any sort of sport or playing any sort of sport as well your schoolmates must be pretty uh, pretty damn proud of you the last you know 12 months what you've achieved as well no doubt yeah i think so i think they keep me grounded as well which is which is nice i've got some exams next week week which will be be a bit of a shock to the system but being able to go back to school and, and see mates is is really important for me no doubt your parents have been a, a big influence on yourself and hugh as well yeah for sure i mean they've been great i mean they've made a lot of sacrifices for hugh and i but they yeah, they, I mean, they really just, at the end of the day, want you and I to be happy and, and enjoy what we do and, and stay healthy. Yeah, so they, they've sacrificed a lot for us and they, they help us out a lot and, and guide us the journey that we're trying to take. Yeah, so for sure, they're, they're a massive influence on, on what Hugh and I do and what we're trying to achieve. Well, Eddie Winter, thanks so much for joining us on the SAC today and having a chat. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Bevo. Extremely well-spoken and we will continue to follow his journey. Madison and Chloe Swartz, both 18, took to tennis when other sports could have grabbed the pair. They are the daughters of longtime Channel 9 journalist Vicky Swartz. A breakthrough for Madison in Calandra, competing at the ITF tournaments recently, and both have been accepted into a US college for the next four years. Now, Maddie, we'll start with you. You've been playing in a tournament over there at Calandra in Queensland. How did the tournament go and tell us all about it? Well, I played two 15K ITF tournaments up in Calandra. Made my first main draws for... Um, ITF Pro Tournaments, which is pretty cool. And the second tournament, I actually won a first round. So, yeah, got some points, which was good. And, yeah, it was a good experience. Building up a ranking, getting into more tournaments. Yeah, it just builds up confidence. So, yeah, it puts me in a good place for upcoming tournaments at the very back end of the WTA rankings. I think around 1,600 in the world. We don't have Australian rankings really anymore. So it's just the ITF and the WTA rankings that... We're focused on at the moment. And, and Chloe? In the ITF um, pros, I'm about 1,000. So, yeah, haven't played too many. Well, perhaps, Chloe, I'll ask you this question. No doubt you both had some pretty good battles throughout the years. And uh, are you both pretty competitive when you take each other on? We used to play each other very often. But, yeah, now that we've started international tournaments, we get a few different girls, which is good, though. We're very competitive when we play each other and it's fairly even on the head-to-head, so yeah. <laughs> I remember playing you know, tennis against my brother a few years ago and because I beat him and he's very competitive, he didn't talk to me for about three hours. Is that a bit the same as you guys? <laughs> uh, not 
really, but it's sometimes a bit fiery on court. And uh, and Maddie, what else have you been playing in this year um, besides the Calandra tournament? We started off the year um, at Farragan. We played the um, lead-in tournament for the Australian Open Juniors. And then I did a couple 25Ks in Canberra as well, was in the qualifying draws for those two. And for the Calandra tournaments recently but um yeah we haven't been playing as much as we did last year we're going to america in less than a month for u.s college so we've just been trying to you know spend as much time in adelaide before we head over to the state so we haven't been traveling as much this year because we'll be obviously traveling heaps back end of this year chloe i guess i'll sort of ask you this question which college are you both going to and and how exciting that must be to, to head over to the u.s um, yes, yeah, so in April, we both received full scholarships to Western Carolina University. Um, it's a Div 1 school in North Carolina. And yeah, we're, we're very excited, especially to get to go to the same college together, which puts a lot of ease because, yeah, travelling to the other side of the world is hard, but as long as we've got each other, it will be a lot easier than those doing it individually. But yeah, we're very excited to get over there. So how long do you spend over at the college and, and how does it work in terms of playing tournaments and everything? We go into the fall season when we get over there. So that's a bit more individual tournaments, um, a sort of pre-season training schedule. Um, and then we'll also obviously start our classes as well, start our degree. Um, and then, yeah, we'll hopefully travel around to a few ICF Pro ones as well, which will be good. Once Christmas is done, we head into the spring season, which is when um, the conference season starts, where we start playing um, different schools in the conference and outside the conference. And yeah, that's sort of the season. Wonderful. And what will you both be studying over there? Both be doing a degree over there. Um, I'll major in kinesiology. I'm in integrated health sciences and I'll be majoring in journalism. Following uh, in your mum's footsteps perhaps in the future. Yeah. Your mum Vicky's been uh, at Channel 9 for many years so no doubt she's like giving you a bit of help there with the journalism side of things. Yeah she's been great. I do want to do what she's been doing. End goal is to be able to um, get out of the college system and be confident enough to travel around and play more pro tournaments. It builds up not only the degree, but you've got the sports side of it as well. Just meeting new people, it yeah, builds up a lot of stuff which will help us once we're done college. Try and do all the travelling after college pro tournaments and trying to crack into the WTA circuit. And when did you both start playing tennis? And, and I guess sort of how did you get involved in it? Was, was it through someone in the family? You know, where did you get that real passion for wanting to play tennis? Yeah, so mum played tennis at a state level when she was younger. She took it pretty seriously. We played a lot of different sports when we were younger. I played soccer, athletics, footy and all that. But at around 10 years old, mum got us into tennis at our local Port Adelaide Tennis Club. Started doing a few coaching sessions there. And yeah, just started to really enjoy the game. Started training a bit more then we moved to seaside tennis club to try and take it seriously with um the state league competitions there we want to go as far as we can with tennis yeah mum helped us get into it at the start and, and chloe have you have you sort of both had the same coach or you've been coached by different people or has that worked um yeah we've had the same coaches all along we started with kevin swanson at port adelaide um and then we've been coached by joel curley for about the last four years so yeah we've always had the same coaching which is makes it a lot easier have you spoken to potential coaches over there at the college yeah so we'll have our um team coach so we've got our coach brett beaver over there and he'll 
yeah, be our coach when we get over there. And I guess, Chloe, what do you love most about tennis and the majors want to get into it at a younger age after trying all those other sports as well? Yeah, I like the um, competing side of it and just always having to fight for every point. And, yeah, just um, being able to work things out on your, by yourself. We've played a lot of team sports, but you kind of have to rely on everyone else in the team. So being able to do everything by yourself on the tennis court, we like about it. And, yeah, just the competing side. What about yourself, Maddie? I agree with Chloe. Yeah, the competitive side is really fun. But, um, yeah, I think for us, We've played, yeah, soccer, footy and all that and the team atmosphere is great but the tennis side of that, tactically you've got to be switched on mentally, physically, like it's really an all-round sport so yeah, it's a lot of hard work but it pays off when you get the results. And do you have a, I guess I'll ask you this question Chloe, do you have an idol that you you look up to, was it say like an Ash Barty or another female male tennis player that you used to watch or, or watch now that you like to model your game on? Um, yeah, we definitely loved watching Ash when she was still playing. There's a lot of female tennis players at the moment that are at the top e- at the top end. It's quite an even playing field at the moment. Don't have a specific player probably, but yeah, Ash was definitely the favourite when she was playing. Maddie, what about yourself? Yeah, I've always been a massive fan of Roger Federer from a young age, so really love the way he goes on court, his attitude on court. Yeah, like... Would love to be that calm on court sometimes. Um, and then, yeah, also Ash Barty. I like to base my game a bit around her. Um, yeah, the variation in her game is really good. So like to try and base my game around that as well. Have you ever got to meet Ash or any, any of the other professional tennis players? We haven't actually met Ash. We've seen her play a couple of times, which is really good. When she came to Adelaide, we were there. So great to watch her there. Um, we were the hitting partners for a few pros at the Adelaide International earlier this year. But, yeah, and we also used to um, see a few times Benassi Kokonakis as our coach, Joel Curley, used to coach him. So, yeah, we've met him a few times as well, which has been good. And, and your coaches must be, I guess, sad that, you know, that you're leaving, but then also really excited at the same time that you're heading over to the US to take your game to a potential another level? We've been with Joel for a while now, so we've built a great relationship with him. But, yeah. Just got to move to the States now, new coach, new atmosphere, see if we can take our game to the next level. But yeah, we'll definitely miss our coaches here in Adelaide as they've really helped us the last few years in building our game to the level that we're at now. Definitely miss Joel, great coach. And what about your mum? Is she a little bit sad to see you both go or, or more excited for you? <laughs> yeah, our mum's, yeah, she's been really trying to get us into the college pathway as yeah, she's looked into it and thinks it's the best pathway for us. And, yeah, she's really excited for us. But, yeah, obviously it'll be really hard to say goodbye to them for a long period of time. And then, yeah, also Dad, he's going to miss us. Dad's actually a pilot, so he said he's going to try and fly, be the pilot for our flight over to the States. Oh, wow. Um, I think they're also going to come up at the end of this semester for us to fly home with them. So we'll get to see them a little bit, but... Not too often. Outside of playing tennis, have you got some plans to perhaps go and watch some gridiron or some NBA and stuff over there? Yeah, well, we're massive fans of Aussie Rules footy over here, so definitely be hard not being able to watch um, poor Adelaide, our team, play anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm keen to get into a bit of the American football now, um, see what side I want to go for and all that. So, yeah, it'll be great change. I mean, the whole change of Australia to the States will be 
a big like cultural shock to us, but I'm sure we'll adapt to it pretty quickly. Followed Boston Celtics and the basketball for a while, so yeah, we'll keep watching them. And yeah, we'll be able to watch um, our team, Western Carolina, in the American footy and basketball as well, as we've got teams in Div 1 for them, so that'll be great to watch that and watch a bit of college footy and basketball, so... I've heard it's a great atmosphere, so hopefully. Well, Maddie Swartz and uh, Chloe Swartz, thanks so much for having a chat to us on uh, the SA scene. It's been really, really enjoyable chatting with you both and, and wishing you all the very best over there in the US and we'll definitely follow your progress uh, very closely and, and hopefully one day we'll see you both playing at the Australian Open. Thank you so much for having us. It's been really good. Great to catch up with Maddie and Chloe. Taking off for the US, a pathway so often adopted by our young Aussies. We round out this episode with Robin Tucker, a lifetime in tennis, as you will hear, and honoured this year at the Tennis SA Awards. I won the Excellence in Officiating this year. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there for the award because I was working as a referee for an ITF Junior event in Mornington in Victoria. First won it back in 2018 for South Australia and then I was also a finalist for the Newcomer Awards for the Excellence in Officiating as well in 2018. So it's been a very rewarding officiating career pathway so far for me, that's for sure. Congratulations on that and uh, very well deserved. You just achieved your international silver badge. Now that's obviously for those people out there that are listening, not something that's an easy thing to get as well over there in the US. Tell us more about the course, what was involved there. It is definitely a very, very hard course. It's probably one of the most, it's the hardest and most stressful course that I've ever done. They test you right from the very first moment that you walk into the room, right through to the very end of the actual course. It's a five day course. And, well, it was five days for myself. And at the end of it, you still do a written exam, an oral exam. It's just really full-on stressful. So every question that you get asked during the five days, you basically get examined on that. So it's an extremely stressful course. Luckily, I did pass it, and now I have my International Silver Badge Referee accreditation. But, yes, this one was held in Orlando in Florida, and so it was a long way to go to do the course, but they hold them at various different places throughout the world at different times throughout the year. And I think there's another one coming up soon. I think it's Tunisia that they're going to be holding another one. So they don't come very often. And of course, they hadn't been held for quite a while because of COVID. So I'm very thankful that I got to do the course and even more thankful that I actually did pass it. Earlier this year, you were involved in the Australian Open with the juniors as an assistant referee. What was that experience like? And and tell us about your goal of of one day being the official referee of the Australian Open juniors. Yes, no, that was a great, um, great experience. That's my first time actually working at the Australian Open. Because I'm not a lines person or a chair umpire, I just went straight into court supervising and then became a referee. So I've never worked at the Australian Open prior to this year. So to be given the opportunity to be the assistant referee, it was just a great honour and experience just to see how it all works and runs. And yes, a couple of years down the track, that would be my aim to maybe be the actual referee of the Australian Open Juniors. But yeah, it was just, it was really great experience just to see, see the high level of the international juniors that come that are probably one day going to be our major Grand Slam winners. 
which have previous Australian Open juniors have been. You were just involved in Caloundra over there in Queensland. Um, tell us about your involvement in those tournaments and, and what that experience was like. Yeah, so now that I've got my silver badge referee accreditation, I can now be, we call them the supervisor, but it's the same thing as the referee in the um, ITF Pro Tours. And so I was the supervisor for two weeks that had just been held in Caloundra for the ITF Pro Tours. And this is for players that not quite up to, say, the ATP Challenger level or the WTA level, but they're out, not necessarily out of the juniors, but they, they can still be juniors, but they have this ITF Pro Tour level that they play in a sort of a leader into the ATP and the WTA. So there's some very good players in it, and it was it was a great time. We Unfortunately, I had three days of very bad weather that not actually one ball got hit. So to be three days behind in my first week, it was a huge challenge for me and for the rest of the officiating team, but we did manage to get through it, uh, luckily because we had the second week there at the same venue, so the players were still staying on. That was about the only reason that we could complete the two weeks. Being my very first time as the, the supervisor or, or referee, if you want to call it that, for a pro tour, it was certainly a very huge learning experience for me. I thoroughly enjoyed the challenge. And what other tournaments have you been involved in so far this year, Robin? Right, well, apart from the Australian Open Juniors, um, first up, beginning of the year, I've done the UTR Pro Tours. There was two weeks of that held here in Adelaide, and I did those. I've been, I did the Bendigo Pro Tour. I was actually the assistant referee there, but the main referee actually came down with COVID, so I had to be the sort of acting referee. And that was just prior to going over to America to get my accreditation. So that was another huge challenge for me. And then I've been involved in the Mornington ITF Junior Tournament, which was on when the SA Awards were being presented. And I've been coaching officials in Queensland. So I've been coaching referees, I've been coaching court supervisors, court monitors. So I really enjoyed the um doing that as well, coaching the officials and trying to increase their knowledge and see them develop further. So I enjoy that side of it. And on Saturday, I leave for Sydney for the next lot of ITF Juniors event. I'm the referee there for that one because I love trying to, to help the players, whether they're juniors or, you know, open players. I still love trying to help them and help their career paths. And, and then when you see the success... Even if it's not as far as the tennis results, but just seeing them develop as a person and become a better person too, I enjoy that experience too. And I like seeing the development of them. And tell us a bit more about your journey, Robin. You know, how you first got into tennis officiating and and what made you decide to want to get involved in the first place? Yeah, I've been involved in tennis just about all my life. Um, My husband, Bruce, and myself, um, we've been players, coaches. We were up in Darwin and Alice Springs for a while. We ran the tennis centre in Darwin. We ran the tennis centre in Alice Springs. Then we moved back here to Adelaide and we continued on with coaching for a while. Then we decided to have a family. So then my daughter came along and once I was basically a taxi mum for my daughter because she was a dancer and I was forever taxing her out to the other side of town. Then once she left to live interstate, that freed up a bit of my time. I had a lot more time for getting into officiating. 
and it was just I think because I just loved the sport of tennis so much that I still wanted to be involved in some way and so that's when I got into officiating. I became a court supervisor and then went into being a referee and I've sort of been very fast-tracked through Tennis Australia and now an international silver badge referee. And what's been some of your highlights, you know, throughout your career so far, Robin? I would have to say the Australian Open Juniors this year. I really enjoyed that experience just to sort of see how it all works. And even though I was really uninvolved with the juniors, but I mean, we played the finals on the Rod Laver Arena right before some of the major matches. So just to be around the other top players in the world, top officials, top coaches, just to see and how it all runs there. That was a really great experience and thoroughly enjoyed that opportunity. I mean, the juniors actually, they have the qualifying event for that out at Traralgon and then they moved to Melbourne Park for the main event of it. So I was at Traralgon involved with the um, a junior event leading up to it and then the qualifying for the Australian Open juniors and then the juniors at Melbourne Park, which really only starts there the second week. But because that's full on, I didn't get an opportunity to see any of the main draw matches unless I was watching on the TV myself <laughs> back in the room, yeah. Who are some of the up-and-coming players to, to keep an eye on? I know you've obviously you've seen quite a few this year, but uh, any sort of really caught your eye of some of the male or female junior players to, to really keep an eye on for the next couple of years you think that could be onto bigger and better things in the future? Um, as far as the Australian ones, well, our main one that got through it is the South Australian female, Charlotte, Charlotte Kempenez-Potts. She got through to the semi-finals of the Australian Open Juniors, which was a great achievement, and she did well in the doubles too. Unfortunately, she's had some injuries this year, so she hasn't been able to play the Roland Garros one, or I think she's down at the moment to play the US Open, but just hopefully they can she can stay injury-free. And then our other South Australian, Edward Winter, he did quite well too, and hopefully they can, you know, take it that one step further and keep developing further, and who knows what could be down the track for them. Well, Robin Tucker, thanks so much for joining us today on the SAC podcast. It's been a real joy speaking to you about your experience so far and um, wishing you all the very best and, and hopefully you can achieve that dream of one day being the official referee of the Australian Open Juniors and, and maybe even uh, be a part of the main draw as well. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure and thank you for asking me to be involved. Great to catch up with Robin. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the SAC scene. If you'd like to recommend a guest to come on the show out of SA, drop us a line at thefirstservesen at gmail.com. Look forward to joining you next time for the SA scene. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.